pull it out the coop at the lot. Told him 12 swat, buzzing all the bells out the box. I just hit a leaf with the box, had to put the stick in the box. Mm. Pull up the whole damn seal, I'ma get lazy. I got the mojo deals, we been trapping like the 80s. She said it, so got the cash out. Told him why, but no, say slash slash. I won't never sell my soul, and I can back that. um welcome back (laughs) i've been responding to anytime someone has called my name i've just been responding or being like Aaliyah or trying to get my attention my whole response has been you're like i just been like you're i don't know where that comes from i know where it comes from i don't know why i just started doing it recently to anybody to anybody anybody who's like somebody Aaliyah, you're can you you're it just whatever i'm just replying back here um so I thought it would be a great way to open the show. Um, welcome to the stop at Central and Halsey. It's me, um, Leah D. Um, go ahead, Tay Tay. Oh, okay. You know, hey, it's Tay Tay. Um, welcome back. Um, it's another week. Still soaking my feet. Me and Epson Salt are best friends. I've got gone to that point in my life because of my spring ankle that you know takes a long time to heal. So, me and Epson Salt are BFFs. I gotta soak my ankle every day. <laughs> now at the age of thirty-two, um, so you know it is what it is. But welcome back. Welcome back. We have a special guest. Um, this is our second Zoom guest, but we have a very, very special guest um, with us today. Um, she has decided to uh, bless us with our presence. Um, she appeared with us on our other podcast, um, and we are so happy that she has agreed to join us on this podcast. I mean, this podcast this week. Um, everyone, you can't give a welcome, but it's, I'm acting like we got a like an actual TV show. But welcome, Kiara Boom. I should clap. There you go, AKA Kiki. AKA Kiki. I'm not calling her Kiara unless like it's official. I, it was so hard for me to say Kiara. Like, I don't think I've, I don't think I said your full name. Like, since I bet you ever, I don't think I've ever said your full name, but you know, give me your props where props do. Um, hey, girl. Hey. Thanks for being here. Um, Thanks the, for having me. In the time of Rona, um, a lot has been happening since we last recorded. Y'all in real life. I know. I miss uh-huh. seeing mad people in real life. How you doing um, with this COVID life? I'm hanging in. You hanging in? I've I mean, become a pretty good decorator. Yes, you have. I've seen those pictures. I, what is the, um, the, it's called a cloth, it, what's the, what's the official term of your space that you showed me, um, the, like, the title, you, the Glofus. The Glofus. <laughs> it is a gym closet office. It started out as a Glofus. Yes. And That's when I met it. My quarantine buddy bought me a punching bag I had been wanting, so now it's a Glofus. Oh, that's right, because yeah. you like you love the gym. Like you said, you love the gym, and you uh, clearly the gym has been taken away. Yes, I was single handedly trying to fight the myth that big bitches don't work out. Mm-hmm. You were, you were. Rona stepped in the way of that. I can't go to the pool anymore. I can't go to yoga, and 
it's just me and my punching bag and taking walks around the block. Have oh. you been using a punching bag regularly? Like, do you actually use it? Because you I know how sometimes people get stuff. The past two weeks, I haven't had time to. Got it. I'm actually one of those weird people, which thank God I've had more work since Rona hit. So the past two weeks, I really fell off, but I was taking it. I punch out of work at the end of the day. Like <laughs> I punch out and then I leave the room and then I go do something else. And then after that, I come back and I go to the gym. Do you punch into work as well or only when it's punched yeah, out? Yeah, I punch in. I use a project management software. Because oh. I have to check myself as to like how much time I'm spending working. Oh, that sounds cool and organized. I use Clockify. Clockify, I'm write that down. What made you decide to use that? They ain't y'all no check, so I would be happy to use anything else if y'all want to pay the girls. Word. Say that, again. that out and change. Say that software. again. But right now, for free, I'm using Clockify. There you go. Um, that works. So for the folks who might not have listened to our old podcast, um, we figured we'd give you the opportunity to like officially introduce yourself plug yourself, tell us what you do, all that jazz, and we'll be sure to put like your social media and all that stuff when it's time for the episode to post, but why don't you tell the people about yourself other than, you know, breaking myths and having a closet, a office, a closet, and all the other wonderful things you do. I'm a writer. I write for Essence, Hello Beautiful, Madame Noir. I just started contributing to Bustle again, and I'm program coordinator for the Kane Art Galleries and Liberty Hall Academic Center. So I'm in nonprofits too, and I ran events, which now I run virtually, and social media and programming for all their art stuff happening at the university. What's it like, uh, I'm not gonna talk to you about your nine to five so much, it is interesting, but like, just out of curiosity, because everything is virtual, what's it like, um, run, like, what's it like running a virtual event? It's stressful. Is it still fun? Like, I, I, I think you, I, I, you, I know you like your, like, in-person stuff with, that you were doing, but is it, are you still having fun, or do you have to, like, find more ways for it to be fun? I'm having fun now, because I'm finding new creative ways to do it, but when COVID first hit, and everybody all of a sudden just discovered, like, Zoom, people who had never been on it, and they thought the answer was just to be on, like, four-hour Zoom calls, <laughs> all I wanted to murder myself. Right. Right. I didn't think Zoom and Google Meets all day with no creativity or no plan of action was the answer. But now that I'm like checking out other platforms like Accel and other ways to create virtual lounges and hangouts, it's a really fun challenge. Like I'm excited for this school year to find a way to do it and make it more engaging. The phrase virtual lounge sounds so fun like <laughs> i've never heard that expression before what is what does one do in a virtual lounge so i did um for harlem's fashion row which is an amazing business that helps black designers scale their businesses and they usually have amazing fashion week shows and things like that retreats i um was one of their lounge greeters they asked for help to help them raise money for designers who lost money in COVID 19 and they actually built i didn't run that event on my own but I participated in it I was on the team for it and they used this platform called Excel and it was a literal lounge like when you first quote unquote got to the event you were in the waiting room in the lounge and you could go talk to other attendees 
and people that's you cool. wanted to talk to and like say greet everybody or greet one person and say how happy you were to see them and then there were ushers who would usher you into the quote unquote main room when it was time for the event to start. That's you know, cool. that's cool. I, I I love how because we don't know when the world is opening back up. Looking at you, Texas and Florida and South Carolina and Arizona. Um, I'm very no, interested. <laughs> I'm very interested to see how much more creative um, offices and people just like non-work related are going to be with um, Zoom and other like virtual meeting spaces. Um, Because like, I feel like the way folks have been using Zoom since March is becoming like a dud and dry. And I think it's like people are just kind of over it because we just crave in-person interviews. So I'm I'm interviewed, Jesus. Crave in-person experiences, but clearly if we want to be safe i don't know if that's going to be the smartest thing to do so i'm very interested to see what like super creative people like you and all the other people in the world who make these decisions about what we take as entertainment come up with because it looks like we're going to be here for a long time all right so we'll take a pause there not a pause but uh tay what you been up to since we last recorded two weeks ago um what have i been up to besides soaking my ankle um i went to the farm yesterday i went to happy day farm to do some raspberry blueberry and sunflower picking um so that was fun Uh, i'm glad we went yesterday because yesterday was the only day in jersey where it wasn't raining um and then i saw that they closed the raspberry and blueberry fields um yesterday so right now it's only sunflower picking at happy day farms um so anybody that has asked me in the past 24 hours about the farm you can only go sunflower picking because the they close the raspberry and blueberry fields so they can um ripe so they can get so you can pick them um so they're always like replanting the blueberries and the raspberries so they close it for like a couple days so they can be ready to pick because even the blueberries yesterday wasn't it wasn't that many rolls in the uh what you call it the land I forgot what you want to call it. I don't know what fields. I want to call it fields. the field I guess I wanted to say field but it didn't feel right um <laughs> but it wasn't the blueberries yesterday wasn't all all the way ripe um but we got enough so I I picked for myself and my grandmother um because she asked me to bring her some back so um yeah. That's all I've really been up to. I have been posting on Instagram. I decided I was going to post a record a day. Um, you played so my remember, favorite song, one of my favorite songs. I remember, what song Hyman, was it? You Know How to Love Me by Phyllis Oh, Hyman. yeah, Phyllis Hyman. Phyllis Hyman's birthday was the other day, so that's why I had played Phyllis. Um, rest in peace to Phyllis Hyman. She was a great singer. Yeah, she sang down. Oof, she, Phyllis sang down. Yes. So, um that and it was one more thing oh i read i just finished elegant rage by uh Brittany cooper today um that was on my reading list for work because we had summer reading um this summer because of everything that's going on but it actually was a really good personal read um so yeah anybody's looking for some books to read elegant rage that's been on my list for a while yeah she's a howard alum um she it was just good i felt seen uh, it's about her discovering how she became a black feminist and found her superpower. Um, but it addresses a lot of things that are still going on currently um, and just some cultural things or even things that we realized we had to unlearn that our parents taught us. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So that's okay. why I have a bunch of tabs. I put the tabs and wrote notes in a book because I had I know I'm gonna have to talk about it when I get back to work. So I did that for reminders. But like personally, I just felt really seen why I was you know you'd be reading a book, you'd be like, Oh, yes, girl, like talking to the pages. That was mm-hmm. me all this week. I couldn't put it down. Um, so yeah, that's all I've been up to. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> we oh you, you didn't sh- you didn't share that we um took pictures. Probably because, because I haven't edited them. What day was that? Tuesday. 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 Today's Friday. Like, I honestly, I'm going to tell you, I had to find my laptop today so we can record because I really haven't been on my computer because I was staring at the laptop every day since March. So I really don't get on my laptop for anything. I try, like, to stay away from it as for, the like, the last couple of days. So I had to look for my laptop this morning. It was under my bed. Um, so I don't know what's going on. Like, I just, I just be checked out. Is so it, yes, we did. We did take pictures on Tuesday. We, we took morning, pictures early, early because it was, it was hot. We did take pictures on Tuesday morning. We took the pictures at um, Central and Halsey. Plug. See what I did there. Um, the artists are people who make um, who paint the roads with the Black Lives Matter stuff. Are are they artists? Like who does that? An artist or I don't know. But anyway, I I guess we went. That's. They got the, to my understanding, I got a press release from it about it, and they tapped a lot of the artists in the community to come be a part of it, but they also got community leaders, and there's an artist who, like, traced out the letters. I don't know their exact name, mm-hmm. and then everyone came and filled it in, and the mayor himself was out helping, too, so I think they did the same thing in New York. They had the Exonerated Five. And oh. some people from his staff actually do it, but they did it with the help of the artists in New York. That makes that makes sense. So I've, I've wondered. Well, first of all, look, you see how she get press releases of things that us common folks don't get press releases to. But I'll hang that. First um, of all, you got a whole podcast. You're in the media. Yeah, sure, I, I, I'll hear it. But let I'm me let that. me compliment I'll... let me compliment you. Take the compliment, sis. <laughs> Just take the compliment and be like, yes, I did get the press release. But um, I was going to say if you would come outside, but that's no longer an option. So, <laughs> Right, right. Too soon. Triggered. Um, I was wondering, because I was like, who is doing it? Like, who is doing it? Um, but I do, that's awesome that they tap local artists to do it, which makes sense. I did see that everybody and their mother were down there. We decided to be a part of everybody and, the, and their mother um, to take pictures down there. Uh, Tay, uh, you said something that made me think of something. I also have not, this is like the first time I've touched my laptop longer than five minutes. Mine is for a different reason, according to my therapist, but we'll, we'll hang that someplace else. But like, I also like have not been trying to be on my laptop because if like, if I can't do it on my phone, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yes. I feel the same. I like, I've definitely been on my phone, but and I also, there's like some things that I wanted to do while I was on summer break that I still want to do, but I've also realized I don't have to be in a rush to do them. Cause I was like, it's, I don't feel unmotivated, but I just like, I just don't feel like being on my computer and I'm I feel- on summer break and I'm like, I don't have to, nor do I feel like a rush to do anything at the moment. So I just like not on the computer. Like technology is also just getting on my nerves, truthfully, like the phone. Also, there are there's several things that are on mute on my phone. Like I just because I just group chats mute because I cannot when the group chat goes off and everybody in back conversation it drives me insane. Oh girl, like, I'm just I just I'm just like I just over all of it. So I just put it on mute and when I feel like answering, I answer. 
all my group chats from my Howard friends, I have two major group chats from my Howard friends. Those are always on mute. Like I do not, if I got alerts for them, I would never, like I, I did this years ago when I was like at People's Prep and I remember being in an interview and mm-hmm. my phone is literally like, mm, 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 mm. so I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna put it on mute. And I, can, I like, I mostly keep up with it, but not having alerts is game changing. Like I don't have Instagram alerts. Like I got oh, me either. alerts. Not I, that's I, the, I no, had Facebook alerts. alerts. I haven't had Instagram or Facebook alerts for years. Cause like when, cause you know, when you get an alert, it's like, pay attention to me, pay attention to me, pay attention to me. I would not get anything done. I mean, I would, and sometimes it's fine not get anything done, but like there is something sometimes so gross about just being on Instagram for three hours straight, even though like sometimes it could be therapeutic <laughs> to be on Instagram for three hours straight. But also sometimes it's like, what am I, why am I just like consuming everybody else's lives or best versions of themselves or attention seeking behavior um, for three hours? So I totally, like, I totally, yeah. Did not and I think now with the, with the, we don't everyone's home so everybody's just on social media or just everywhere everybody's on the internet everybody's on a computer or online doing something and like most days i just don't want to be bothered yeah. <laughs> like i, I just it's I just hard don't. though it is too i agree i agree it's so hard because you want to get off and even for research for me, like I have to get on for research because if you posted a long rant or a statement, I have to make sure that I accurately read what you said. So I still have to go get on. But my new thing is I only get on Instagram from my computer. Yes, I do. And I, don't, I don't scroll anymore. Like I have an um, a Instagram scheduling platform. Excuse and me? I even can respond to comments through that. Nice. So uh-huh. I'm not scrolling through instagram anymore i have to actually like care about your life and look up your name to see what you post on instagram now oh please share that with me when we're done yeah sure um yeah i when i was on a social media break like two or three weeks ago i i had to check my inbox for some like vinyl stuff so oh i used that before love it yeah, I know I, I know of it, but I was using checking my Instagram messages from the computer on Google Chrome, and it was the best. It was game changer. And I was like, oh, if I just need to check something, or I'm like trying to plan something with somebody for some final stuff, I could just check my DMs on the computer without scrolling and all the notifications. So I would delete the app, but then you wouldn't have Insta Stories. That's the only reason I haven't deleted the app. Insta Stories is the best part of Instagram. Also, like I wonder if Instagram would be there. Um, would dare to just I mean that that would make it Snapchat so but yes. Instagram Insta stories are so much better than Snapchat though um does Snapchat still exist yes because I still have like my Snapchat porn that I'd like go back to every now and I was literally that was literally my next question <laughs> what you no, said, did, that you still had it I was about to say why are they not on OnlyFans why are I people was just still like, doing Snapchat still watching, porn I'm so, like you still watching Snapchat porn that's for another I might decide well for another day. So I changed, I like my Snapchat was like an easy way you can find me with my whole government name. And then I stopped being entertained by people that I knew on Snapchat and Mm -hmm. was only entertained by like the reason why I was really on Snapchat. So I got rid of my Snapchat, like my personalized Snapchat and made like a, a, um, a, what's the, what's the equivalent to a Finsta but for Snapchat? But whatever somebody, whatever somebody makes that word, a fin, like a, a fin Snapchat. 
a, fin- a secret snap. I don't know. Whatever. I made a secret snap. Yours is better. Yeah. I made a secret snap. Um, and that's when I like decide to indulge in like what I like to do on Snapchat. Um, offensive snap. Yeah, whatever. Offensive snap. Um, but yeah, Snapchat Snap Snapchat is whack. Like the camera is better. Um, the camera is better, but I just like don't like Snapchat. But I like Insta stories like so much better. Um and why how did I get there? I don't know how I got there. Oh, saying why Instagram Insta stories are totally better. Um, however though, there are some wonderful reasons why um folks could check in on Instagram because that is how I found out that none other than and I'm gonna say your whole name because you deserve. Um, I found out that Kiara Boone had her like first was this like your first print feature in Essence magazine? Did I get that correct? I want to make sure it's for like it is my first print feature. I actually have two this issue. You do, you first, do first two print features in so Essence my first magazine. Two print features. Yes, Kiara, can I share something before you get into this? Yes, so please. So every since we known Kiara, which I feel like we didn't even get a chance to talk about how we met yeah. Kiki. Um, but we we met her honestly when we started the first podcast just from Instagram. Yep. And then we all became really good friends. But I remember when we first met Kiki, like this is something she's been talking about. Yeah. So when I got I actually the day everyone noticed like started posting on Instagram, I got the Essence magazine in the mail that day. Same. So when I sat down and I was flipping through and I was like, oh, so I think t- to see like your friends' dreams like truly come like Kiara's Kiki's been talking about this since we met yeah. her. Like and I remember like four years, right? Four, yeah, five years. yeah, three. Four I've had years. people this week tell me I've been talking about it since I was seven. Yeah. <laughs> right. So to see that and see you in print, and then not one article, but two, two, two is is it was it was a joy to. And see. I tell y'all how that happened. The two because the two is crazy with the universe. Talk Ellen. to us. Talk to us. I was supposed to, the article with the pink, the COVID-19 and hair care, because if anybody doesn't read Essence, you know, you can go get it at your local store <laughs> right now, $7.99. I know it's a little higher, but that's because it's a Black-owned business, and, you know, we don't have the Condé Nast coins to mass produce the way that they do, but it's worth it. Everybody worked really hard on it. And there's two articles, COVID-19 and hair care, which we all need to be talking about right now since people want to do all types of crazy stuff to their own hair and house. And Access Granted, where we talk about the Black creators who are ruling quarantine, like Swiss Beats and Timberland, who was nice enough to give me some of their time. And Kiara Wilson, who's the creator of the Savage Challenge. That is her name. Please say her name when you talk about the Savage Challenge. Meg Desalian made the song. Kiara Wilson, a 19-year-old choreographer from Texas, made the dance. Please give her her things. And it was just so amazing to have an opportunity to do that and talk about D-Nice and what he did with Club Quarantine. And the COVID-19 hair care article was supposed to be a completely different article. And it was supposed to come out in January. I know, right? Crazy. In November, I was getting a pedicure with one of my best friends. Y'all haven't met her yet, but y'all would love her, especially you, Lily, because she smokes down. (laughs) And her name is Amanda. And we were getting pedicures together. And I get an email from the deputy editor telling me that she wants me to write this print thing about Black women and hair and breast cancer. 
So I'm super excited. And she sends me over this article and she tells me that she wants me to start getting into research and start doing interviews right away. So I'm really excited about it. When I do my first interview, the dermatologist called me back. I was having dinner with another friend. I, my friend Charlene, I literally had to leave the dinner table and go outside in the cold because it's November to do the first interview on the phone because this is the only time the dermatologist could talk to me. Oh, so, and it was due on Monday. Sorry, remember dinner? Remember how we used to go out to dinner with friends with no mask and you could just step in and step out? I'm sorry. Ursino that's I, that's in Union, New Jersey has a steak sandwich that I have been seeing in my dreams. Yes, I, yo, I went there. For, okay, let, just keep going. I talk want, about you. I want that sandwich. Okay, and I don't even care if I become like an editor one day and they make this shit a meme or a gif or whatever. A big bitch wants a sandwich. I want my steak sandwich. I want my life back. But I went outside in the cold to interview her and it was crazy. The story came together. I interviewed three other people that weekend. I ended up reaching out to people on background and it was supposed to go in a January issue and I got bumped something more pressing, somebody else's story came and they ended up not having enough pages for my story. And I was devastated. But I ended up getting another story this month and then both stories ended up, they asked me to you know, rework it around COVID and I did additional interviews for it. And I did end up doing more research and they came out and then I made the contributors page. And I don't know that I make the contributors page without that second story. Mm. So like maybe it was meant to be. Yes, the universe. Now when you open the SS magazine, it's like, damn. There you are. Yes. And take it from somebody that hasn't read SS magazine in a long, long time. Um, but my grandmother and my mom subscribe to it, so it comes every month. I just don't read it. Why? But, um, I, I, don't I don't know why. I mean, I, I read yours because my friend was in it, but like, I don't know. I have like a, I don't know. I don't know why I don't read. Like, I don't read a lot of magazines. So, I mean, like. You might, like, you maybe not a magazine reader. Like, I, I love magazines. I only like it when traveling. It's really hard for me to like sit at home or like not be, not be traveling and read a magazine. It's just really, really hard for me. Cause I'm like, mm, I get distracted. Also, like I cannot focus on one thing anymore. I don't know what happened to me when that happened, but it's like, I can't watch the bird drill the hole into your brain. Yeah, I can't watch it. Like, I, it's hard for me to sit down and watch TV. Unless I'm, like, in a movie theater. I can do that in a movie theater, but that is also canceled, so I can't do that. But it's, like, very hard for me to, like, constantly do just one thing at a time. Like, I feel like I need to be doing multiple things. Um, but that is, it's, that's dope. It's, it's super dope to, like, to, to piggyback on what Tay-Tay said. Like, when you see somebody... And when you are like really good friends with somebody and you see people in the trenches, because oftentimes as we talk about social media, I just say oftentimes, I hate when people say that. Often when we see um, people on social media, we usually see like an extreme. So like they might decide to be the worst version of themselves and like talk about all the bad things or they tend to be the best version of themselves and you don't get to see what it takes to get there. And if you are friends with somebody and you like, like, I, walking side by side is the you know what I'll use but like I wasn't I'm not I wasn't in, in I wasn't in the gym with you shooting when you were like doing all you need to do for essence but like we've had many a conversations and text messages or in person at track five coffee about like where you wanted to be and to see you get that is like it's truly the embodiment of like being a person that when your friends win it does it feels like you won 
um, in a sense, because like, it's, it, who doesn't want to see your friend, especially if your friend is a black woman, just out here checking things off their bucket list? It's it's like truly amazing. Like you would have thought I root for Essence because I was just like I told I like I went in my room. My mom was like, ah, uh, turn to the page. I texted you and was like, what page are you on? Because that's the first <laughs> thing they need to see. What page are you on? Went to the page. I was like, mom, remember my friend that came to the cookout because it was housewarming. She's like, yes, I remember. There you go. So mm-hmm. that is super awesome. Um, do you want to give any advice to people who are either aspiring journalists? or folks who are just like have dreams realizing that your dreams do not come true in a day or just having a dream doesn't help your dream get get accomplished like what advice um or kind words do you want to give to them um or more kind words paragraphs blurbs whatever like what do you want to say to them um and what do they need to know I think people really need to know that you have to keep your eyes open and you have to like, so Rona hit, I'm going to use Rona as an example. Rona hit. And I feel like in those first two weeks, people were still trying to live in a pre-Rona world, but we were not in a pre-Rona world. We were in a post-Rona world and you had to adjust yourself accordingly. And even now, as people are opening back up, people just want to, you know, have sex in the pool and compound in Atlanta I don't know if y'all y'all saw that, and people want to. Oh, you didn't? I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. I saw it. I saw it. It was my job to see it, and I was triggered. But like, people have been. They want to go to cookouts and baby showers and just have like a regular life, which I get because you want it so bad. And also, a lot of Rona has been grief. We've been really pining for this life that we were gonna have. This was Hot Girl Summer Part Two. We had plans. We did have and plans. The plans are gone. And I think that the number one thing you need to succeed as a writer or a journalist now is to understand that the industry that we grew up watching and wanting to be a part of, the Essence magazine that existed when I was looking at those magazines as a little girl, is not there anymore. It is a different industry. Mm-hmm. And if you want to make it, so quote unquote make it, whatever that means, but if you want to succeed and be successful and work in that industry you need to find out what it is and actually do your research do your googles and find out where you are because preparing for a place that doesn't exist anymore is a waste of your time and the people who believe in and support you and ain't nothing else to say about that Ain't nothing to say about that. Um, you want to talk to us about scammers? You said you had you had like a PSA and a word you wanted to put out there. So tell us what you got to say to to scammers. I just would like to like publicly say that if you don't know the difference between a manager and a publicist, you don't need either. Whoops. Whoops. So like, please stop paying people, <laughs> especially like our young black men. Please stop risking your freedom and your safety so that you could pay this girl who owns a white blazer and took a picture with Karen Silver once. Like all the money in your pocket because you think that she's going to make, you know, you have this amazing career. Like just learn about the industry that you're in so that you don't get got because there's a lot of that going around. Isn't it true? Every day from publicists about their clients and like your client doesn't have a project. Your pitch is misspelled. Ooh. I that this is a weird auto reply and you're charging these people hundreds and not thousands a month 
for this service that you provide that you don't even understand. And it's just really unfair. It makes me really sad for people who have talent or have an amazing product and they're giving money to a scammer instead of just working on your product and word of mouth would probably be better for you. Isn't it true that they should work you like they like you shouldn't get charged up front for that because they should make their money when you make your money, right? Isn't that the Oh, I just no. That's one of the things that I want to dispel when it comes to publicists. Publicists get paid on retainer. Your publicist is like your lawyer, right? So when you if you go to jail, your lawyer still get paid. Right. Your lawyer got paid already. Yep. He has a retainer because a lawyer is a like professional service. Mm-hmm. And he knows what he's doing. But the difference is that lawyers pass the bar, so they're licensed and publicists aren't. Anybody with, you know, 10K followers and an HD camera could tell you that they're a publicist. Mm-hmm. And it's not the same thing. There, there's levels to it. Like, there's amazing publicists like Drina Witt at Witt PR. Y'all have seen the Budgetista on the Reel. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Oh, I have multiple clients. She, um, I'm, I might be butchering her name, Patrice Colon who wrote the book when they call us a terrorist. She is actually working with Beyonce's mom now to get the word out about legislation that they're trying to pass about police brutality and voting and making sure that they're not taking away people's voting laws. Like she does amazing work. So you should get paid. They shouldn't get paid up front. But people think that publicist and manager are the same thing. That's not true. So they're like, oh, I got a publicist and my publicist is gonna get me bookings. That's not what publicists do. Publicists work on brand awareness and introducing you to new publics. A booking agent would be for you. Yes, the root word of publicist is public, but okay, got it. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't make sense. Like, (laughs) it just got me crazy because I get so many, like, a lot of times I miss pitches about things that I actually care about because I get so much, like, spam email DMs every day from these people who don't know what they're doing and they're robbing people. And it's just, it sucks. It sucks um do you want to talk about the c letter oh <laughs> my bad that was terrible my she was don't don't drown don't not drown on taking a sip of water i'm so busy talking i had to like wet my whistle but yes the c letter is a lifestyle site that i created so i could be able to write what i wanted to about jersey because i'm often told that jersey is too niche unless it's negative <laughs> that's amazing Talk about it. Also, my essence, essence. Thanks for letting me write about Jersey and Newark Symphony Hall and Tanisha Nash Laird. Hey, yeah. I love her. Oh, we love her. We talked about that. Yes, who I love. Mm-hmm. So not there, but a lot of places I'll pitch Newark Arts for bigger things, and I either won't hear back or I'll hear that this is not a story. But as soon as something negative happens in Newark, somehow it's national news, which mm. is really obnoxious. So it wasn't just for Newark, but it was just for Jersey in general. It was for me to be able to write about cool niche things that I felt like people were ignoring. And also, I, I love that some niche is like the new hot word on the block. If I hear one more person, <laughs> people are using the hell out of a niche. Like, it's so niche. I'm like, spell it. <laughs> okay, but that's what I'm talking about, right? So I had a, a, a alleged publicist reach out to me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, my client is a, a a lot of the coaches have these people too, right? So they're pushing their coach Mm -hmm. so that their coach can be in your publication so that your publication can legitimize their coaching skills so that they can get people to come to their workshop and so on and so forth. And the person was like, yeah, my client is amazing. She talks about a lot of niche topics. And I'm like, well, what niche, like, what What does that mean? 
what niche topics does your client is she an expert on? What does she talk about? And they're like, you know, fashion and beauty. Fashion and beauty is not a niche. It's, it's not niche. It's Thank you. Dollar Thank industry. you. What Thank you. About? Let's let's take time to divine niche because I don't because I'm tired of y'all That's using words that y'all don't know what it means. Niche. Please tell us. Denoting or relating to products, services, or interests that appeal. Stay for it. To a small specialized section of a population and back to your point health and beauty or whatever what, what did they use it's not niche it's People not like niche. fashion and beauty i'm like that's, that's, that's not what so that broad. nope no it's not right it's not right. Y'all need y'all to learn. Y'all people just hear people make say words and be like, mm, I want to add that to my vocabulary. It's like yeah. y'all like being like T.I. With, with quote unquote big words that aren't that big. It's like they quote, they looked up the top LinkedIn hashtags and then put them all in one word document and sent it to you. Yes. And be like, mm. it's kind of like when you used to write essays, maybe as a kid and your teacher was like, you keep using the same, the same word, word all over again. So you highlight it and go to the source on Microsoft yep. Word and yep. try to switch it and not know you didn't really not use know what it, it properly means. yeah you really yep. didn't use it properly that's what y'all are doing with niche i need y'all to um i need y'all to to that rock but yeah shout out to the c letter because i think that's how we got to know you through the c letter like i think you shouted us out on a podcast right and we heard it and then the rest is the rest is history and now we're on another we're on, now we're on another podcast um did did y'all watch red table talk I just finished it because you texted me. I just finished it. I This is what I'm going to say about people in relationships. I love how people care so much because I don't care. I almost wish they didn't even explain themselves. But I know why they did. I know everybody else's business. I know. I know that. I know. I know why they had to do it. But I also just wish like we didn't even have I, people are so fixated on other people's business like they and i knew soon as that happened i said here we go for like a whole month we're gonna be talking about will and jada well like i don't care who jada was messing entangled with so she said entangled <laughs> is my new favorite word fuck niche right like, thank you because i was just entangled. thank you great segue I was Great like, segue. I don't care who she was entangled with. I don't give a damn. Like, people already thought they both was entangled with many people. So now we just got an explanation that this happened, what, four years ago? Let me tell you this. I don't I like that did that. So let me tell you this. I agree. That, I've, that too. That. What, what did you say? I'm, I'm sorry, Missy. What did you say? I don't like that he did that. Same. He, August, or he will? He August. August. Oh, let me let me let okay so i would like to just make this statement so ditto on what you said about entanglement because if i see people using the word intent it's about to happen y'all gonna annoy me and y'all can't spell it but okay it's happening sure. right now i'm telling you sure i know i see i'm on i see you on twitter so i also would like to say like i have never watched an episode of red table talk because i think the show is dumb i know you know it you could. I, um, you had to tell me that. I knew you. I don't. That. I don't know who I told people. Her. I don't know who told people we need to hear from the G- three generations of Jada Pinkett Smith. I don't like. I don't. They're weird. Their children are weird. I like. I don't think it's wrong. And I'm not using weird in a negative in a mm-hmm. negative way. I think like they're just they're niche. They're a niche family. <laughs> they're a niche family. Are they though? Because I feel like we need more representation of families who live like that, but no one. I do. But they, they, which makes them niche, which makes them niche. Especially black families. Right. I appreciate, That's why they're niche. I appreciate all how they are. Like, because I think no one talked, which is why, like, when they was having a conversation, like, no one knew that, you know, they were separating on other stuff, which is fine. 
but I just think I do think we also needed to hear hear that part of their relationship but that's what people wanted to hear because people just wanted to know basically I think that opened up the door and it's like oh maybe they are in an open relationship here's what but okay so also disclaimer I I only watched it because producer Rhea put it in the thing <laughs> that's mm-hmm. the only reason why I was like okay she want me to read she yeah, clearly I think Rhea wants me to producer Rhea wants me to read it so I did it I saw it on Twitter I also don't believe them I like I don't believe them mm-hmm. you put two well and this is shady. You put one of the greatest actors um, that we have ever seen at a table, and his name is Will Smith. And I think we got the version of the story they wanted us to hear. Absolutely. Which, like, which is fine, but you didn't bring yourself to the table. And, and that's, like, where I have a beef with it. Like, Don't you think that everyone who sits at the table gives us the version of the story that we want? Which is why I don't watch it. Here? Which is why I don't watch it. Which is like apology tour. Which is why I don't watch it. Like I don't need. First of all, I don't need an apology. I don't need an apology tour. Like again, what happens? And I, I'm wondering, like, because what I what I got from it is that marriage is hard. Mm-hmm. That's like the old. That's like the headline. Marriage is hard, and marriage is complicated, and that you can't truly be the best version of yourself until you take care of yourself. Like those are like, if I can get the message, the the messiness of August, who I didn't even know who he was. Like, I don't know who that, that man was. Um, I don't know what he, I can't tell you what he's saying, but that's like not important, but cause maybe I'm too niche for him. I don't know. But, um, I think it's like y'all needed, and maybe this is me being privileged and maybe this is me just flexing on like my intelligent level, my like my level of intelligence, the circles that I keep. But like, I don't need Will and Jada Smith to tell me that marriage is hard. I don't like I like y- how y'all see how hard it is to date. <laughs> so like, I, I don't wouldn't know. I've abandoned that journey. But when you you dated before, right? Yeah, it was nice. It was not easy. So, like, I don't yeah. understand why people... I don't understand why they had to package it to be, like, marriage is hard. It's, like, relationships are hard. I don't know an easy relationship, whether it be platonic or non-platonic. Like, so this whole... And people are acting, like, so surprised. Like, yeah, couples take breaks officially oh, wow. and unofficially all the time. And it's nobody's business. And it's nobody... It's, it's, it is nobody's business. Um, I think, like... I call BS on Jada the whole time. Like, I just thought, I think it's very, I, I felt some type of way when she approached that she got it, got in, entangled, right? Is that the, that's how I mm-hmm. got entangled with Austin because he uh, was, Austin? Uh, what's, what's up, August? August. August. August, she calls him Aug. Got entangled with him because she wanted to fix him. And I thought that some of the things that she discussed was borderline predatory. And if we're talking about being equal, it like, cause if she, if, if that was Will Smith or mm-hmm. any man saying like, I went to them because they needed to, I like, they were in this certain place and I like wanted to fix them. Like that's predatory behavior, borderline. It's I not like that too. And I thought about, all right, so Taylor, you were talking about the Brittany Cooper book and about things that we have to unlearn, right? Mm-hmm. So I have some learning to do about like what society considers acceptable in these relationships because 
I was confused about his health and thing. Like a lot, I was watching a lot of people on social media be like, she took advantage of him. She knew he was having mm-hmm. mental health issues. But then, from my understanding, and I'm not an expert, a lot of people say that if you don't want to date someone because they're having mental health issues, then you're stigmatizing them, and you're just reducing them to their condition, and you're not seeing them as a person. Mm-hmm. So on one hand, you're saying that to date them or enter a relationship with them is taking advantage of them because they're not able to make coherent decisions. And then on the other hand, you're saying that if you don't do that because of that, you're marginalizing them. So I'm very confused. I, but it's different, though, because like you could have a mental health issue and not be in crisis. Right. Yeah. So like, look, for instance, like let's do something that's not mental health, but it's physical health. So like I could have the sickle cell treat, but not have a flare up. Mm-hmm. And so, like, my flare-up would be me in crisis. When I'm not in crisis, I'm just the person that has a sickle cell trait. So I think depending on where he was, because, like, you could have mental health issues your whole life and not have a crisis or you minimize your crisis because, like, because of therapy or whatever ways you have to control it. Um, I think when people talk about mental health, they, they only think about the negative and the extreme of it. So, like, if you say somebody has bipolar disorder, that doesn't mean they're off their rocker 24 seven. It just means they have bipolar disorder. Somebody can have high blood pressure and be fine if they're medicated and it's controlled versus somebody who doesn't have high, who is not medicated control and then they stroke out or they, you know, whatever happens when you have high blood pressure. So like, I'll be interested to know where he, if he, if he was in a mental state or had like a, had like a mental sickness. health issue or yeah. sickness, That's what, she kept saying. what does it look like? What's here's he, my question. Who determines, who determines that? He are you responsible for evaluating the other person's mental health before you start dating them? Or is the other person responsible for their own mental health? Because if you have hypertension and I go out to dinner with you, I feel like it's rude and inappropriate for me to tell you that you can't eat off my plate or, you know, that you can't have that fried chicken or whatever. That's between you and your doctor. I think it depends on the dynamics of your relationship. There are some people... I had a friend in college who had high blood pressure and it's just like something, he, not because he was a, he was like overweight, even though that's not the only reason you have high blood pressure, but like based on what we know about high blood pressure and what the media and science wants us to think about people that have, have high blood pressure, he was the opposite. Then in shape, he just, some people just have high blood pressure and there would be times when we go out to eat and I'm like, you can't, no, you can't do that. Not putting them on blast in front of everybody, but it's like, that, that make like, no, you can't do that. I think it depends on the relationship. Now, to a woman that I just met two minutes, like two months ago, we in we three months in the friendship. I'm gonna be like, eat what you. I'm not gonna say anything. It. I think it just. I think it depends. But I think if you're entering like a intimate, and and it seems like maybe <laughs> there were two like people. Both of those parties had two very different experiences in that relationship, and that That's could very, like. that could very much be true. But like, I think. Jada knew what she was doing. Hmm. Like, I don't think... How do you think that? I think... So, it's wrong to use age, right? But, like, it's wrong to use age because just because you're 52 doesn't mean you're more mature than an 18-year-old and vice versa. But I just feel like... I feel like she knew. Four years ago, I feel like she knew. Like, she was... She left her relationship with Will, or they, they excuse me, they separated, I think was the verb, the, the verb that they used. They were separated 
and like she links up with him or she's like how does she i don't even know how she how does she know augie because of Jaden? is it what i'm reading into them whatever she, i have no idea I think it's so many she facts. Knows, she knows him. Right, because also it's just like, that's another point. She knows Jaden through a family friend, according to producer Rhea. So she knows him through a family friend. I think if she could use the excuse that he was not in a mental, not in the greatest mental space now today, then that leads me to believe that she was aware of that when she met him. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, and you knew he was down and low, that is kind of predatory. And she also said she was looking for, what did she say? She wasn't happy. She was looking for happiness. Is that what she said she was looking for? Well, she, she hadn't looking- felt good. She hadn't felt good in a really long time. Whatever that I also, I also thought that she had a lot of work to do her own self. And yes. which is why, to your point about maybe she knew what she was doing or like, did it happen by accident? It's the other but question. She had a lot of of work to do her own self isn't it possible that she could have been in crisis that's what i mean yeah and that this could just be a function of that crisis so in that case is it predatory or is it just two people it sounds like two people being there for each other it sounds like two people that were in crisis i can see that which is i think that happens all the time all the time i think that right there happens all the time two people are in crisis they end up together it was good for a little bit, and then they go their separate ways. Or and one person out, it looks like one person came out of it before the other person. Right. And that's life. <laughs> Happens all the time. Happens all the time. That's life. I mean, like I get like that's life. Like I, I totally agree with that. And it also may seem like young Augie is no, that's not his name. Austin, Augusta. What's August. that man's name? August. August. <laughs> it seems like August. August. I wonder if August is in crisis now. And I saw a comment on Twitter, which I thought was hilarious. I mean, not hilarious, but it was ironic. It made you say, hmm, but it also was funny. Somebody made a mention that was like, we talk about normalizing Black men being vulnerable and being emotional. And young Augie was vulnerable and emotional. Did he do it on the correct medium? I don't know what correct is. Because, like, if you are in crisis, you don't care about anything being correct when you release it. And people are cl- and people clowned him, right? Saying, like, and I've seen, I've seen mostly, I, and maybe because that's my audience, I've seen mostly women dog him about it. And say how, you know, that's some whole shit or that's whack. But it's like, you when you have if you've ever had a breakdown or almost lost it or was spiraling out of control you don't care where you have that breakdown at or where you spiral out of control i don't think i'm gonna talk for myself i'm gonna talk as somebody who is a professional writer who interviews celebrities and public figures so that i can buy organic avocados and the like rich so i feel like that is a reasonable explanation if this was and all this is theoretical i'm only speaking for myself not any outlets i work for please continue to pay me but all that's a reasonable explanation if this is a facebook or instagram live rant right there's pre-production to interviews i cannot call up the phone i mean some people can especially people who have been in the industry for decades can just call up insert random celebrity here and they'll interview them on the spot because they have those kind of relationships but generally you talk to a publicist a real one hopefully 
and you schedule a time and you talk about the topics. Sometimes things do come up in conversations, but a lot of time you talk about the topics that you're going to talk about. Same way we did for this podcast. You have Produceria, right? So Produceria, you'll talk about things that you're thinking about talking about. You might not go, we go, y'all go on tangents. I listen, I'm a listener to your podcast. So y'all talk about things could go all types of ways. But there is a plan, a loose plan, but a plan. That seems premeditated to me. That seems like there's a plan. And nine times out of 10, now maybe the person interviewing him just felt super comfortable. Maybe they're close personal friends, I don't know. So she might've felt like she could go there, but you don't generally just sucker punch somebody like that in an interview unless they've said something off camera to make you feel like it was okay to broach that topic. Right. I understand that. And to which, cool. Also, hold on. But one, when he talked about the, talked about her in an interview, when it was, when I heard about August, I got his name right. It was broadcasted. Like the whole interview was about him and Jada. To which when I watched the interview, it wasn't that much. And that's what yet, the internet does though. That's I know, I know, which is like why it's important for you to see things mm-hmm. yourself and not go on with the internet. Cause I was like, I don't know who this young man is. I know who Jada Pinkett is. I'm like, it's it's memes everywhere. Let me just understand the meme so I can like really have a hearty belly belly laugh and not nervously laugh. I'm like, oh I just want to be in the in crowd. Um it was yeah, right. It was the media clipped it. I mean, the kid had the kid, the grown man. Everyone says the media, but it's people. That's what y'all click on. If you want the the business, you need to like, that's why I'm not speaking about um, any illegitimate presidential candidates Mm -hmm. in a public forum, you know, because that becomes, it dominates the entire conversation. And Mm -hmm. if that's all you care about and that's all you listening to, and you're not taking the time to have the nuance to things like that, that's how the media could take something and run with it. That Jada clip was always going to be the clip because it's always what people care about. I ain't heard nobody talk about that man album yet. I was just about to say, wasn't the original interview about some new music? I can't tell you the name of that man album. I don't, I really... I don't either, but I think that's what it was about. This album has 27 27 songs. 27 songs, why? I haven't heard one. Um, It's, but yeah, I'm not reading. I don't need to know about his album, but... I, and I know that I imagine I would love to see his album, his albums, his album scores. Like I want to know how well his album does. But I like I know people are going. I know there are going to be people who are like conspiracy theorists and people who love to reach who are going to go through track by track and be like, when he said this, it was subliminal about him being with Jada Pinkett Smith or some like some crazy stuff like that. It's called State of Emerge, State of Emergency. Okay. Um, shout out to Augie. I don't know. It's it's weird. I thought, like, I, back to my original statement, like, I don't understand why we needed this. I mean, put it this way. Aaliyah, who understands media and consumers and product, I understand why we need, why we had to have this. But, like, as just myself, the person, like, I don't understand. I don't understand why why we, like, why we needed this. And That's like, what I was saying. That was my original point. I was just, like, I understand for, like, media purposes. But, like, my me personally... I don't give a damn, but that's what everybody about to be talking about now for the next two weeks. Yeah, Will Smith looked weird during the interview. He did. He looked uncomfortable. He looked like he looked uncomfortable. He looked like he wanted to cry a little bit, but like I don't know, maybe it's allergies or whatever. But it was, it was very weird. I thought it was interesting that her mom wasn't at the table. I don't watch the show consistently, so somebody who does watch the show consistently, but I have seen 
like snapshots like from the show like her mom and willow or some combination of the two are usually on the show is that true mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is this the only show with one of the two of them were not no no okay mm-hmm. then it doesn't okay great so that, no. that doesn't this um, is not the first time where grammy or willow was it it's, it's usually a combination sometimes it's all of them sometimes it's jada i think one episode may have been with grammy and one i guess it's not unusual honestly okay. All right, so never mind. Because I was like, now nah, the real tea is I want to see, uh, like, I, that would be interesting to see with the children and the grandma at the table. Because that's the generational stuff I would like to know about. That's, that's, then it's juicy. Um, or bring Jade into the table. Speaking of changing formats, did y'all watch the BET Awards? No. No. I put it up there because I wanted to know if y'all watched it. I watched maybe 30, maybe 30 minutes of it. And then I was like, over it. Because I wanted to know what the format was. That's really why I tuned in. Because I was like, oh. What is it gonna be? And I was like, oh, this pre-recorded video. Is what I'm assuming that people and they got everything got pulled together. It was cute. I like Amanda Seals. That's why I was sort of interested, but I did not watch the whole thing because I, I love the Team Summit and the yeah. you and all that stuff. It was really dope. Like Aaliyah, I have a hard time sometimes focusing on things, and particularly like that an award show, which I usually love. Um, but when BET Awards was alive. I didn't always watch it. I didn't it watch it either. Through. I, I, felt, I didn't watch it always for me to watch yeah. it, and I don't watch it live. Um, I had to watch it for work. Yeah, I'm not. Right. No, I'm, yeah, I'm very. I uh, always wanted to go, but I don't know if I'm be able to get that bucket list checked off. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to get sick. But you, maybe you'll get invited to the Zoom. Maybe you'll get the personal Zoom room when they do it. I don't know to be invited to the BET Awards. It's not the same to be like I turned down a lot of like invitations to virtual events i'm like just send me send me the information let me see the product and then let me decide if i like what care about it enough to write about it that's it yeah but sometimes sometimes i'll i'll like i'll go to conferences more like i'll go to a virtual conference to hear what people are talking about and what they have to say especially people who i might not have time in the past to like look at their youtube or something Mm mm-hmm so I'm more likely to do that than I am to attend an award show per se. That's fair. That's fair. Um, okay. So producer Ria has told us that we were only supposed to talk about um, Augie and Will and Jada and their love triangle um, or hexagon for five minutes. We clearly went over time. Per usual. Per usual. Um, <laughs> but you know, that's just it the way it is. Yeah. She, she knows that, how to it. I guess that was, it was breaking news before we start recording, I guess. Yes. So um, breaking news. And Karen news. And Karen. Um, there's a Karen. There was a particular Karen in the District of Columbia who decided that San she... San Francisco. San Francisco. Not even Jesus. Sorry. No disrespect to San Francisco. Yes. Yes. San Francisco. Um, Excuse me. I don't know where I don't know where I got DC from. Uh, I tell you why, but yeah. it was in San Francisco. In San Francisco, who decided that she was going to paint over um, the Black Lives Matter um, street art or like statement art, street statement art, um, for reasons I can't understand. Like they don't want to be called Karen, but you keep doing Karen things. Yeah, she stated. Um, and the article um, that we got that we should uh, we should keep the morals the, in New York City that she didn't want it in her town. So that's why her and her husband went down there to do it because we, she thought it should stay in D.C., in New York. She didn't want that in her town. That's what the article, which so she decided to splat the black paint on it. But now 
you know, they got charged with three misdemeanors. So, can you got know- charged charged with a hate crime? Oh, oh, petty. I appreciate it. I just find it. I it was. It's a hate crime. It's, it's a hate it, crime. It is a hate. It was a hate crime. I cannot imagine what it must feel like, and this might be for good or for bad, to wake up and be so upset by something that literally causes me no physical harm. Is not taking money out of my pocket or affecting my health. Maybe it might affect her mental health. To just be like, you know what? I've had enough, so I'm just going to take it upon myself by paint and paint over it. A lot of time and energy and privilege and privilege. So you know, if they get if it's, if they get convicted, they get up to one year in county jail. So hopefully, they have to sit in county jail for a year. Could have been home watching HBO Max. She could have wrote a. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that, she could have. She shouldn't have did nothing. She did it. Did nothing. <laughs> Side note: We gonna. I'm about to go rogue. But did y'all see the um, the lady in the white lady in my clear acting up? The, the, it was a yes, family, yes, yes, yes. Family getting work done yes. at their house. They were like getting something added to their house, and Karen was like a neighbor, and she was just like, "Do you have permits mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to do this?" And called the cops on people. Call the cops. Call the people cops. Really on them. got it too. And then I heard the students, people from uh, my, the students from Montclair High School. They and marched to her other, house. They marched they to her house, house like a couple of days later. Mm-hmm. And it was, shout out to the white lady who called, like, there, was a, there were like two white women besides Karen who were also telling Karen that she was dead wrong. White people, that's the kind of energy we want for you. Again, please stop texting us and asking us if we're, if we're okay. You don't, if, if you just step in like that, you won't have to send us text messages to access if we're okay and what we need. When you see your white counterparts acting up, please put them in their place because if they call the cops on you, you probably won't be shot. Back. A white friend ejected somebody out of her house for talking crazy. That, that's the energy we need. That is the that's energy good. we need. You, we got to find a name for those kind of white people that's like Karen, that's like opposite of Karen, but they still white. We got to find a good name. Like I wish, is there a movie or a show that had a down ass white girl. Hmm. Could she be Ty? Rest in peace to um Brittany Murphy. <laughs> yeah. Oh Jersey girl. R.I.P. Brittany. I love yeah, her. Ty. Yeah. She, she was. She was. She could be Ty or Brittany. We can call those people Ty's or Britney's because we need more we need more that's what we need you to do, white people. We need you to cuss out your racist family members and step not, in. And step in. I'm not talking to Generation Z. Y'all are doing y'all thing. I don't know the method to y'all madness, mm, but no. y'all are well. Some the ones who bought all them tickets to the Trump rally, <laughs> and the ones telling y'all parents off on TikTok and recording it. Y'all do what y'all do. I don't understand the method to y'all madness, but keep doing whatever underground thing y'all got. Y'all keep doing that because it's it's um it's working miracles. It's change. It's changing the game. Um, but yeah, I thought that I saw that in Montclair and I was like crazy. And people were like, people think Montclair is all sweet and what you call it. And I was like, whoever wrote that has never truly been to Montclair. Nobody ever thought Montclair was all sweet in that. But um, <clears throat> I'm happy Somebody that. Somebody from Top Orange had posted on my Facebook that they were glad that they grew up with just enough diversity to realize how racist the world is. Oh, that was beautiful. That's such a. Um, integrated or I don't know if that's the appropriate word for it but that's such a diverse community but they said that they had terrible experiences all the time and that also makes it easier for people to gaslight you because they're like what do you mean there's so many black people here I'm around all different types of people but 
it's the person being oppressed who gets to tell you if your behavior is oppressive. Oppressive. Thank you. Thank you. And, and you need. To, and it's your job to listen and lean into that. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why people ask questions like, "Am I being oppressive?" or whatever, and people tell you, and then you want to clench your pearls and act like, and be defensive. Like, don't stop asking questions just for the sake of asking. If you're not prepared for the true answer and the true response, then then don't ask the question. So I think like now we're living in a time that makes me sound old where I think people are just getting more comfortable calling people's stuff out. Um, because mm-hmm. we ain't got nothing else better to do. We can't go to the mall like we want to and go to people got, people got hey, time. Can I just say one more thing that people you just have to think of when you were talking about allies or whatever? I don't know why I didn't think of it. But I recently was in a meeting for work, obviously not at Essence because it's white people in the meeting. It was at my day job and somebody said something really offensive to me and it was actually a white coworker who called my boss and told them because I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to all, I had complained about something else that happened that I really want to go into and I didn't want to always be seen as the person complaining. So the person said something egregious and I decided to like take it on the chin and the girl was so angry that she called my boss and told her Energy. and she reported it. And I really, really appreciated that because I didn't feel comfortable doing it. So more of that. If you see something, say something. Yes, and not just for, not just when you're traveling on NJ Transit. It goes <laughs> goes more for that. Or when you go on the plane, it goes for more than that. Um, what else? Oh, I also I did. I was supposed to do this in the beginning, but um, I was just gonna say a major f you to chains who make smoothies and natural drinks um i'm not i just i would i really thought about saying the company's name but i'm gonna be i'm not gonna say the company's name i just know i will not be going there anymore um it it, it was unfortunate it was terrible we went so after we finished taking our black lives matters photos um we decided it was hot we decided to get us a beverage we walked to a place that like specializes in like juicing and fruit bowls and I went and I ordered something that had about six different ingredients in it. Um, no, it's not that one. <laughs> um, six different mm-hmm. ingredients in it. And it had one of the ingredients was coconut milk. And when I got, which is probably not the strongest ingredient out of, the, out of those ingredients that was in there, my um, smoothie tasted like a milk slushy. It was disgusting. Um, it happened to and, me and, Taylor. And, and you sent it back. And, and I sent it back. back. We went and I sent it back, right? I went and sent it back. Um, and then we got a juice and then we got the juice again. And it again, just tasted like one thing. It tasted like ginger. Mm-hmm. It was orange, but it tastes like ginger. Um, I won't be going back there because it was just trash. Like I'm, if I'm going to, and I spent a ridiculous amount of money for it. And I made a joke when I was going down. So I was like, I spend, I can go to McDonald's and get a large drink. Any size drink I wanted for a dollar, and it's right. (laughs) For less money. I went to this place, and it was was just trash. It's it's like, I could say it's overpriced. It's not really overpriced when you think about the fruit and all that stuff. But, like, if I'm going to pay that amount of money, I don't care if it's organic or non-organic. I don't care if you picked it, the farmers and wherever picked it. Like, it should be, I should be able to taste all the fruits especially if it's supposed to be fresh front to the table. So that was trash. I won't be going back there anymore. Um, were they black owned? I hope they weren't black owned. I don't think so. 
I hope they wasn't black known because y'all just proved my point when I talked to the other. No, I'll just continue to shop from the. It's a franchise, so I'll just. There's another one that I like that I usually don't have problems with. That's the first time I had an issue, seen an issue at that one, but whatever. Maybe they was having an off day. They ain't had. Yeah. That. yeah maybe they they haven't really had. No, I think their business was still. I don't know. Whatever. It was just bad. My drink also just straight up tastes like ginger, and I love ginger, but my throat was on fire. Like I couldn't even enjoy the drink. Yeah, so. I put it in the tra- I put it in the garbage cans. I hope. I put it in the garbage can. Like, I wouldn't even wish that on a thirsty person who was looking for food because it didn't taste good. Because, <laughs> like, nobody wants to have a milk, a milk slushy in a 90 degree day. Like, that was, that was terrible. Um, so I just needed to, I, like, especially needed to, um, to get that off my chest um, to go without saying. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we, me and Taya love basketball. We love the WNBA. I would mm-hmm. like to say shout out to the WNBA players in general for seeming to lead this um this movement that a lot of that mostly a lot of people a lot of black people in the country are leading with like Black Lives Matter and um our black brothers and sisters getting gunned down by police and the powers that be and over like, by hateful people yeah acting like it's mm-hmm. just a matter of effect um so um, what happened was like, and and to to be fair, the WNBA players have been not with the shits for a long time, for years, um, for a variety of reasons. For a variety of reasons, <laughs> like they've been wearing t-shirts. They've already had beef with um the cops in Minneapolis when, um I forget what was it that like what crime it was that happened, but they wore t-shirts um that were saying like that said like specific slogans, and the Minneapolis Police Department wasn't messing with them. But Andrew McCartry who is like a, a all-star, a WNBA all-star, um, like really pressed the league to be able to put um, the names of victims um, on their jerseys when they play, um, when the season starts in a couple weeks. Um, there are, there's another player named Natasha, I can't remember her last name, but she plays for the Washington Mystics. She um, stopped, she like decided not to play this season, not because of coronavirus, but just decided not to play this season. Um, so she could like continue doing the social justice work and protesting. Um, yeah, and then also um, and Maya, then Moore. Maya Moore, who mm-hmm. like I know this is hard for some of you folks who don't watch WNBA or care about women's sports, but Maya Moore would pretty much be the equivalent of LeBron James. Mm-hmm. She has not played basketball in two years. She has opted of like not already getting money, getting. So WNBA players make like a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of the salary that like bench players in the NBA play NBA makes. Not right. starters, like a fraction of a fraction to like the twelfth guy on like the Orla- the Orlando Magic or the New York Knicks, which are teams that suck. That or uh, to make it even more detailed, Aliyah and I both was listening to podcasts with one of my favorite players for my team, that Tina Thompson or this, but she stated. And the first year in the WNBA, her first contract that she was offered was less than $35,000. And then she sent, she sent it back and was like, y'all got to do better than this. At that time, she had already been playing, like, overseas and doing things like that. She was so that the number was, one draft pick. Number one draft pick. In 1997, and they offered her less than $30,000. And that was eye-opening for me. Because I knew they got offered less, but, like, that was when the league first started, when we were, like, 10. And it was, like, a big deal for us. To have the WNBA and to know that they were offered pennies, 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 pennies. I so. wish more people knew that about journalist salaries too. Like a lot of careers where you think that people make a lot of money, they don't. 
And especially somewhere like the WNBA, where like not only are they playing the game, but they're using their likeness and advertising and on stadiums and buses and everything. They basically sell their entire lives and there's morality clauses and all this stuff to make nothing. Yeah, it's 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 abysmal. Like I, that's a whole nother show topic if we could talk about like equal mm-hmm. pay and how folks should be paid for the work they put in. Um, but yeah, so Maya Moore, who's equivalent to LeBron James, gave up her prime, like literally her prime season as a WNBA player to help um, this guy. And what's I forget? I don't Jonathan know. Irons. Jonathan Irons basically yeah, he, did the charges, like just get released from prison. He was in. Um, prison how long did he do 23 years 23 years for he was wrongly convicted for burglary so she advocated for him um and he recently was released after 23 years of prison and how did she get involved with that case she i think he's he's she's from atlanta or she's from the like atlanta metro area i think this guy is too but i don't think i don't i don't have the information on how she got involved but i know when she stopped playing two years ago she made a statement was like i am going to like spend my time like fighting for social justice and doing things that's like right and she'd been doing it for two years and like what a wonderful what a wonderful opportunity for it to happen now because of everything that's happening in the world and the lights get shot like and the light be shined on it but all that is to say because I've had so many beefs with NBA players and just male professional athletes feeling like they, for all this power that they have and like power in the sense of like, they make more money. They have more access to advertisers and marketing things and just like a bigger pedestal, not saying it's right, but that's just the facts. They have a bigger pedestal. A lot of them have been have not said enough, in my opinion. And if Maya Moore can give her punk ass whatever salary she has, because in theory she's losing more mm-hmm. than what an MLB player, an NFL player, an NBA player, NHL, whatever male professional sport athlete would lose, because she makes less money. So her deciding to be like, I'm not doing this, and I'm not taking a salary. That's a huge. That's a huge step. A step to take, and again, is black women being on the front lines and doing things. And I think black men who have all this power and have all this access are simply not doing enough. Like it seems like they just want to play. Um, after, of course, after Andrew McCarthy got the WNBA to agree to put jer- like the names of victims on the back of jerseys, the NBA players follow suit. Um, I think some other. I think like there are some soccer teams that did it as well. Um, but I think that should be. I think that should be called out. I think it's interesting. I'm interested to see how more um, athletes continue to like protest or to continue to stay involved. And I hope it happens. I hope it continues even when these seasons start, whenever they may start and however long they will, they will be around for. What else do, what else do we want to talk about guys? Um, well, Ali, I feel like you can chime in. I wanted to talk about how this, the hot topic now is about returning to schools, whether that is, K through 12 or um, college. And I know you're in business school and it also directly affects me. Um, so many schools- And Kiki. And, oh, yeah, and Kiki. Yes, because you're at a university, I forgot. Um, yeah, so it affects all of us in a different way. Um, but I, the la- this, at first I was just like, oh, I'm just gonna wait till the school says something. And now I'm just like, I wanna sit at home. 
like it's too much the news has gotten crazy ruckus has announced that their majority going online some schools are going half and half they have now signed the uh bill to send the international students back home if the school is not like it's just a lot happening and now i just feel like we just all need to be home because that is just the safest thing there was a school i forgot in michigan or Arizona, where they had summer school, and, all and, them got sick. and they were sharing a classroom. Everybody got sick, and one teacher died. So after I read that, I was like, as much as I don't want to work from home, like I, I feel more safe being in my house. I don't want to go nowhere until the people at Who and all the other, like, until we just like, until we start listening to Anthony Fauci, until we start listening to the person over Who until all these other countries like decide to come together like pe- more people are going to die like i don't I, I get it like i get why uh, kids need to be in school like here's the thing i don't think kids are learning i don't think a lot of kids are learning like academic stuff mm-hmm. at home i think kids are learning other things so like I, I think kids are learning how to cook i think kids are learning like important life skills and that's admirable but we live yeah, in a I world think it, it, it. we live in a world where like academic intellect is still king at least for now um but i don't think it's worth sending students and the adults back to school because we just don't have a plan we can't as a country we couldn't have come together to say let's lock this down for two months so everybody could get better and we're seeing how that was a a big oops on the country's part what we're seeing happening with georgia florida arizona and even with texas like texas was on lockdown with us so was california like they were close mm-hmm. to our timeline with locking down and they decided to open up and now i'm seeing news articles about hospitals in texas being at capacity already or they're not like they don't have enough tents like and do mm-hmm. you know what that means texas is not texas is a huge state but it is not New York City in which New York City, everybody's on top of each other in New York City, right? Texas got mad space. They don't have enough room for tents. Do you know what that means? Mm-hmm. Texas don't have like tons of skyscrapers like New York City. They got land. They got farmland. They don't have enough tents to put people in because mogs want to not believe in science, which like that also blows me that they're literally people who like don't believe this is a real thing which mm-hmm. i don't understand i don't i can't even have a conversation with you because like i just want to know like how you don't believe in science my friend lost her mother so it's a real thing it's, it's yeah i had a co-worker i, have I had a co-worker that lost her mother so real thing. yeah it is real i've had people who lost grandparents i've had people whose grandparents are in the hospital now and like thank god it hasn't t- well matter of fact i had a cousin whose um whose father died so like i can't even say it hasn't touched too close on but like I don't, here's the thing, I didn't need people that I knew to die to, to make me believe it. Mm-hmm, hmm I agree. And it's wild. I think it's showing that, like, what's important to our country, which is money, because, like, all of this is, has to do with the economy. Like, I get it. People are, people are losing jobs. I'm a victim of a person that lost, lost their job because of COVID-19. But I'm also not in a rush to, to go back so I can get sick, because, like, you know what sucks? It sucks not having a job, but it also will suck being sick without insurance. I'm not beat. <laughs> I'm yeah. not beat. I'm not beat and I'm not trying to do it. Um, and sending kids back to school, especially in like cities where schools are already overcrowded, 
And I've seen some of the plans, I've heard of like earshot of like some of the plans of what some kind of schools are trying to do is like only have 10 people in a classroom and only have one kid in a bathroom. And even also making making it mandatory that kids wear masks. And it's like the running joke on Instagram and Twitter is like, have y'all met kids before? Yes, because that's true. These kids can't remember to wear their uniform correctly. I coach basketball. I got, and these are athletes. These are people that play a sport. They forget their sneakers sometime on game day. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to tell me that you're going you're gonna to put it in the hands of kids to, to wear it's all? It's all so unrealistic. All the things that we need to do for safety is all unrealistic. Schools are already overcrowded. So to say that only 10 kids can sit in a classroom is absurd, which is why I think at this point, it's more safe to just stay home. And then there's, there's also all this talk about it's going to be a second wave. So we make these, my thought is like, we make these plans, right? School resumes in September. My school usually resumes at the end of August. Come October, November, we're going to be back at square one. It's going to be like, oh, we need to return to everybody being home. And it's worth like, it. No and it's exactly. So I'm just like, we just, just need to be home. And I just, in my mind, I am preparing myself to have to do the work that for me, like in the school, whether it's in a classroom or counseling, to be in person. I mean, I had my own personal counselor session, I think last week, and I hated it. <laughs> I, I, I was happy. I was happy to see my therapist. Like it was good, but we both named that it was awkward. She was like, "Oh, we would have been through this conversation far along in this conversation if we were in person." I was like, "Exactly." So when are you seeing people back in your office? And my. she was like, "Maybe in three weeks." But like, I can't imagine just doing that. I, I'm gonna have to like my mindset is going to have to change about it. That's where I'm at now. My mindset has to change about a lot of things and get comfortable about what's coming. I mean, yes. I have, I have nothing else to say about that because you, you squared it up perfectly. Yeah. Keep I going. agree with you. I'm just going to have to accept where we are. We're in a post-COVID, not even post, we're in COVID-19. But by post, I mean, like, it's arrived. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're in a post-COVID-19 world, and I'm just going to have to accept that and adjust to that accordingly but as far as work and things like that um it's not up to me and I'll say this I feel very privileged and lucky to even be working and like education is a privilege insofar as I can do my jobs from home and whatever happens it happens and I I feel like um Somebody's gonna have to figure something out because it's crazy right now. It's crazy and it's terrifying and I don't know. All I can do is pray on it. I really can't think beyond because I don't have the I'm not an urban planning expert, I'm not an urban health expert. Everybody who you talk to is on Insta with the phone in front of their face being like, see, what we need to do is, I don't Mm -hmm. know. Uh -uh. (laughs) I really, really don't know. I'm inclined to defer to the experts. And I have the ones who are being allowed to speak. And I don't have the answers at all. I know I'm wearing my mask and I'm going to do what I have to do as far as work. But on a personal level, I've already told everyone, please don't expect to see me. Until mid twenty twenty one. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's gonna get well, real social though. distancing. Walk. Me and Tay are supposed to take a walk soon. 
Yes, we no, are. No, we can do six feet apart and everyone wears their mask. I'll do a social picnicing, social distancing, excuse me, picnic, provided everybody does what they're supposed to do. But I'm not playing. I'm grateful every day to wake up and be alive. And I'm extremely high risk for this thing. So I'm, mm-mm, no. Listen, I went, I went outside last week with friends and I bought my, I bought my thermometer with me. Even though you could be asymptomatic, it made me feel better about, I was, if you don't think I was putting thermometers on people's foreheads, you dumb. You were. <laughs> Absolutely. Did you already, did you already you have one? one? Did you order it? Like so, specifically? So or you already had one? So this is why I ordered it. So I got laid off from my job. My last day was the 30th. I had FSA money I needed to use. Mm. So I had balled out at the FSA store. Um, and I bought a $90 head thermometer. <laughs> I'm not even mad. And I've been checking people's foreheads because I don't have time. Even though, like, what I mean, every day they're learning new things about the disease, I mean, the virus, um, which, like, I don't want people to be frustrated because I've also, like, seen people be frustrated. Be like, first they tell us this, and then it's like, well, this is science happening in real life, and I don't think people understand how, like, science and experiments work. Like, we we can tell you how to treat a common cold because – the common cold has been around a long time. So please know that when the common cold first came around, it took people out. It took people out. It takes, there are ethics and things that go in when you make medicine, when you make vaccines. So like getting a vaccine is not like dyeing your hair or learning how to do knotless braids from a YouTube channel. Like if you mess up your knotless braids, you can take them out and start over again. Like you can't do that with clinical trials with actual human beings. I don't think you can do it with clinical trials with animals first. Cause like it usually has to go through animals and then it goes through human beings. Like if you do a medication and it gives somebody a wild side effects, like the FDA will cut it off immediately. So like, yes, you're going to get mixed signals or not mixed signals. Yes. You're going to get conflicting views because this, this is literally science happening in front of us. I don't know if y'all ever had a lab class for bio or chemistry, but when you are doing experiments, sometimes things go left and you got to start all over again. Like imagine doing that with the pressure of a global pandemic at the weight of your shoulders and also having people in power, um, arguably, which is the arguably if somebody's title is the most, what is, what is the president's, um, it's like the most powerful man in the world or most powerful position in the world. If you have someone sitting in that seat who doesn't always exercise common sense. And that's me just being, that's me being nice. It's the nicest Christian thing I could say to describe mm-hmm. him because y'all let us not forget that he decided that we didn't need the cabinet that was in charge of pandemics. So he like defunded it. <laughs> So we really out here, we really brought a knife to a gunfight when we thinking about this coronavirus pandemic and coronavirus got Uzis and AK-47s and choppers and we showing up with a butter knife at this point and we lose it. The thing that kills me is not about the conflicting information that we're getting, right? It's about the fact that, so I'm somebody who took the subway a lot running around the city and stuff. I've always seen people with face masks on to mm-hmm. look at things on the subway so everyone is acting like oh boy like it's this huge it is a mild inconvenience like every time I go to the store I laugh because I'll watch somebody get all the way up to the door of the store and then they forget they mask and they have to turn around and go back me and Target me every time I go to Target so that happens a lot and I get that but it's not that big of an inconvenience like the worst that could happen is you had a piece of fabric on your face 
or you had gloves on your hand, which one of my favorite designers, Nicole Lanell, is designing bomb gloves for fall, and I can't wait to get it, and it's Black-owned. Get into it. But, like, it's little things. Like, it's a glove. Like, how is this glove hurting you? Like, even if it's wrong, even if they turn out to be, like, actually what you have to do to protect yourself is do the hokey-pokey and turn yourself around, and none of this helps. So what? It's like a small thing. And it's other things that you could get. You could get cold. Personally, I don't really want nobody spitting on me. So I'm I'm getting a mask to match every outfit. And it's just going to be a part of my wardrobe, whether tomorrow they say we don't need them anymore or not. I'm going to just get masks and gloves and be cute. It's an extra accessory. I know I love a headband anyway. It's just something, <laughs> something extra to put on your it's body. It's a headband for your mouth. Mm-hmm. It's literally a headband for your mouth. Like, I'm going to get monograms and, like, do the most. I already have one with the little tiny Drake font that he was using several mixtapes ago. Like, what's wrong with it? Why are people so upset? If it works, it's awesome. If it doesn't work, you got an accessory. Hang that shit up in your house on your bulletin board and call it a day. Like, people are so mad when there's people actually dying. And it's like you said about the lady with the Black Lives Matter sign. It's disgusting. Like, why are you so irritated by this? Why don't you have anything else to be mad about? Aren't you broke? Like, you should be mad about that. You should be working. You should be spending your time reading a fucking book. Watch your badass kids. Like, find something else to be mad about other than people putting fabric on their mouth so that they can maybe not die. Yep. Like, I think that's ridiculous. Sorry, it makes me really mad. Don't don't apologize for having your feelings. Feel your feelings. It's just like, it's such a little thing that you could do it even if it all is fake or whatever the distraction at least we focused on something at least we trying like why wouldn't you want to try to help people who are dying who raised you who you raised you who raised you not many, enough people we can act that all, to many things who raised you also since we're talking about masks i just also okay. want to just raised you no just kidding <laughs> i just want to just circle us back and just let you know that your mouth and your nose must be covered i'm tired of y'all sagging these masks this I'm tired. I had, to, I had to tell the man at Dunkin' Donuts this morning. I was like, "Can you put? Can you cover your mask? Can you cover your nose with your mask?" And what did he say? What he say? He sucked his teeth. Because I was like, but I said I was like because it can it it can go in through your mouth or your nose. So you wearing a mask like this doesn't help, especially if you're getting close. So I went. I um also had to tell somebody this when I um outdoor dined, and the waitress had her had her nose uncovered and I was like can you cover your nose because we get all the PSAs that we're protecting we're protecting each other here right I'm wearing my mask so if I do have if I could be asymptomatic and don't know it I hope I'm not I'm sure I'm not but like I'm protecting myself so I don't pass stuff on to you 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 could at least cover your mask because you handling stuff that's about to go in my body you got your nose open while you making my French vanilla uh, cappuccino. You got, you got to cover your nose. Like, just, and I, and I said it to him, like, I didn't say it to him loud, but like, can you cover your nose? I just was like, he went, y'all know how Dunkin' Donuts are set up. You go to the counter and then like wherever they got that cafe machine. And I saw him grab my ticket and I was like, can you, can you cover your nose, please? And he stopped and was like, I mean, he looked like no one had ever told him to cover his nose, but I'm not trying to get coronavirus. If I got, if that could be the difference between me being me living and being on a ventilator, or not, or maybe I'm not saying I gotta die, but that could be the difference between me being me being on a ventilator and me not being on a ventilator. I'm asking to cover his nose, and that's that's all I gotta say about that. 
Cause like it's Everyone no sense. Track five had on masks. I'm just saying, gang, gang. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I got a pedicure and it was it was it was right next door. I mean, it, it's like the equivalent of wearing a saggy condom. Now you pregnant, Leah? Lily, why? Why you had to go? I mean, yes. Point taken. You know, some people need the analogy. They can't. Some people do. It. I I appreciate it. I just I appreciate Lily it. Lily with the visuals. That's is why she's gonna be a great director. Listen. She is. Listen, it's she is. That it's why it's it's you know it's like having a brand new iPhone that just came out and not having a case. Facts. I mean, you could you could not drop it, but you also could drop it. It's a risk. And if you and if you drop it, you're gonna be mad. Same that happened thing. to me one time. Mm-hmm. See. And Whole Foods, Whole Foods in Milburn, or they call it Milburn, but it's actually Vauxhall, but I guess. It's Vauxhall, yes, it is. They don't want to call it that, systematic racism. And um, mm-hmm. it fell out of my pocket the day after I got it. It was like yep. the iPhone 5, and it completely shattered. And um, Apple gave me a brand new one for free. Shout out to Apple. And it was like the day after it came out when people still cared about iPhones, and the guy told me, like, put it on nobody that I'll give you this. And he just, he was like, we got like a bucket of them in case something like this happens. And he just gave it to me for free. And it was like, but you got to buy a case. And I bought a case. There you go. Yeah. All right. On that note, because producer Rhea has let us know that we are way over time. And she's trying to get us to do a part two. And we know Kiki is booked, so we're not going to do that. Um, you you want to um, shout yourself out? Give us all your um, social media and how we can find you and how we can contact though. you. Kiki would love to come back yeah. and do a part two. I could talk to y'all all day. Good good girl chat. But mm-hmm. If people care to hear about my rants about people not wearing masks and other things of that nature, or if they want to read my work, it's P-E-N-N-E-D-D-Y-K-E-Y-A-I-R-A, pinned by Kiara. Because people do cool shit, and I'm grateful to be Getting paid to write it down. Woo-woo. And you can go to the cletter.com to see my personal website. Or you can search Kiara Boone, K-E-Y-A-I-R-A-B-O-O-N-E at essence.com to see what I've been working on. Woo! She dropped the E word. Got the e- Essence email address. Everybody ain't able. <laughs> ain't able. They ain't able. Now, if thank she, God she, for the E on my chest. Thank God for the E on my chest. You can like us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Stop at Central and Halsey. Um, if you have questions, comments, concerns, please don't send us any questions about how we can connect you to Kiki so she can write an article on your janky shit that you don't have together. Um, oh, no one mixtapes. We don't want it. We don't want no mixtapes. And she already gave you her stuff to send it to. But if you have anything unrelated to that, um, you can email us at the Stop at Central and Halsey at Gmail dot com any last words tay tay i do have last words you know we talked about mental health on this episode so i just want to say if you or someone you know is at risk for suicide please call the u.s national hotline which is 800-273-8255 or text talk to 741741 um just wanted to drop that note oh i just realized we didn't talk about naya rivera but i don't know whether to say R.I.P. I know. Or prayers, but um, thinking about uh, Naira. Naira. Yes. Yeah. Pray for her soul either way. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah. Uh, wait, can I say one thing real quick before I go? I know Rhea's going to kill us. Sure. I just want to um, remind everybody that since y'all out here having illegal parties that y'all don't have no business having anyway, or if you're being smart and you just sitting in the backyard drinking Dolo like I am, mm-hmm. you can get frozen drink pouches from Issa Drink on Instagram. Yeah, from Yazzie. Our homegirl Yazzie has started her own business and they hey. are really good. If you follow me on Instagram, you will see me licking a whole hot mess, drinking mine, happy as a clam. Yes, and Yazzie so, is a she is a she is a listener of our podcast. We gotta have Yazzie on the show. Yeah, when Yazzie found out we were starting that she was a, a listener of the previous podcast, but also still supports us. So we gotta get um Yazzie on. Okay. So it sounds like that. We'll have our people reach out to Yazzie's people, which basically means like we're just gonna probably talk some version of us and Kiki. Um all right, we thank you for hanging out. It was super long, but y'all ain't doing nothing anyway because y'all supposed to be inside quarantining. Um, we will see y'all when we see y'all. Bye. Later. Wear a mask.